When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, guys? What's up, Buck Nations, RBT, everything? Holy cow, this is a big day. There's a whole lot of news to go over, a whole lot of signings. Last time we were talking to you guys, it was, everything was up in the air. What, what's happening with Chris Godwin, Sue, Barrett, Gar- Gronkowski, all these big things that we had no answers for. Cap was non-existent. And guess what? Plus, is going to say this multiple times throughout the uh, live stream, trust the process. But plus... It's another Monday, live stream Monday, an exciting one. How are you and how good does it feel right now to have part of part of the band back together? Uh, it feels great, man. It's uh yeah, everyone is is coming back like, you know, the the team said they were going to do. So it just it feels really good to be a Bucks fan right now. You know, Shaq Barrett with a great contract for both sides uh coming back uh, for this defense. It it gives you you know, more draft flexibility. And then we also re-sign, you know, Rob Gronkowski uh, back as well. So, um, you know, Levante David, Chris Godwin, all those guys are coming back. And uh, yeah, I mean, this just continues. I mean, there's still moves to be made and we're going to see more moves coming up within the next couple of days. I'm sure and Dominican Sue is on on deck as well as Ryan Suckup. So it's just going to be interesting to see how they pull this off. But it just shows you that, Cap space is really a myth. Um, it's all about, True. you know, it's all about how you can structure the deals. And that's something I said, you know, early in the offseason. I said, which direction are the Bucks going to take? Are they going to structure deals in a different way they've done before? And obviously it looks like they're doing that because frankly, they have to. And all teams are pretty much doing it. We're seeing it with the void- voidable years on the contracts. That's making a big difference. So Again, it's uh, it's why they do their job. They're they're the best of the best. Kimberg, big time. But let, let's go in order. So let's check this out. That's like so. Tom Brady resigned, just creating. Oh, actually, he didn't resign first. Chris Godwin got the tag first. So this is kind of out of order. Chris yeah. Godwin got the tag. We all knew that was going to happen. Levante David resigned. Only what? What was his cap hit for this year? Uh, just. Yeah, just 3.5, I believe. Five, Very, very little. I mean, that's a team-friendly contract big time, and they just spread it out after the next four years. Mm. Uh, then Tom Brady did his little restructure, saved us a whole bunch of million. Now now he's 9 million cap hit this year, I believe, on sports, Spark Track, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Then today we get the bang, bang. Yeah. Back to back, you get Shaq Barrett resi- resigning to another astronomical amount can't believe this. So check out what Greg Allman put out here. 5.6 million. Shaq Barrett is this, this year, but it's going to be 17 million overall for this year. I love that suit picture on the bottom. <laughs> 4.8 for Gronkowski, 5.6 for, for Barrett. And that's the next thing they didn't have in this picture. Cause it literally just happened not too long ago. Rob Gronkowski is back literally making Greg. What is this? 4.8 million. Everyone got mad. So let me, let me be this guy. I'll be that guy. When you saw Gronkowski signed, everyone saw this number. $10 million. $10 million, one-year deal. I'll be honest. My knee-jerk reaction was, what in the hell, guys? How the hell are we going to sign back and Dominican Sue? How are we going to get the best kicker in the game, Ryan Suckup, back? You just literally 
jeopardize everything. What an idiot move. I, I, to be honest, I was like, how can you justify it? 10 damn million Cam Braves making 6.7, blah, blah, blah. Like this is way too much for a guy that doesn't even get that many targets. We don't throw to the tight end. BA said it himself. I was knee jerk, a little upset. And then plus you came out of nowhere. And what did you say? Hey, you gotta trust the process. And again, this is not this is not our money. Um, and they're making the decisions. They have a plan in place. I think they've shown that before. Uh, so you gotta trust them. They won a championship, and uh, you know I think they know what they're doing. So we just gotta wait and see. But I I'm with you. I understand it. You know, when I first saw the ten million, I was like, oh, that's a little that's a little up there. But then again, I remind myself, I'm like. Okay, they've been being creative with all their deals so far. What what's to change now? So again, I was just waiting for you know the more news to come out on the details, and I, that's what I told you. I was like, "Be patient, wait for it. It's coming." And uh, lo and behold, that's what we got. Absolutely. And then yeah, so what I think is so cool is that the voidable years, right? Voidable years on the contract. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just Greenberg doing this mastery or if he's just that far ahead of the game, I mean, he's been doing stuff like this for years. You know, I feel like this is some guy we got to hold on to real tight, close knit. But I mean, he's, he's not a nobody anymore. A lot of people know about that guy, not just the guy on ESPN, mm-hmm. but I mean, I can't believe that insane. Uh, and then yeah. some people in the chat are talking about Cam Brate is mm-hmm. coming back. Blood cannibalist. Oh man. Let's that- dive into that really quick because yeah i actually i actually tweeted about this a couple of days ago and i was like um you know it's looking very likely that you know cam Brate's going to get released and i just don't see a way for him to come back i mean unless he really redo like redoes his deal where he's not making any money over the next couple of years because people forget like his contract goes up his money goes up over the next couple of years coming up and like it's already at 6.5 and you know, I'm not sure they want to pay this guy seven, eight million, you know, going forward. So uh, I just I don't see it likely that he he returns. He's got right now six point two five on the mm-hmm. books. OJ six. A lot of people are trying to say trade OJ because I mean Cambry is a huge mm-hmm. fan favorite. OJ just keeps getting hurt. Let's be honest. I mean, OJ, he's younger, more talented. He has a higher value, and right now it's selling low. I've said this before. It's like Stock market, you don't want to trade him right now. Mm-hmm. Cam Brate, I would almost debate, see what the heck you can get. I mean, I know the trade market's probably crap, but yeah. what Drew Smith got with the Patriots. Cam Brate has similar capabilities. He's shown he can do this before, so I don't see why you wouldn't at least check and see the trade market for Cam Brate. They probably have been calling nonstop, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I agree with you. He probably will be a cap casualty because, I mean, there's only so much money you can keep under that little threshold mm-hmm. but then again you never know like the way these guys are making contracts maybe he restructures for like nothing <laughs> yeah i mean it's possible i mean again he could just restructure for you know just this year and then you know have those other two years you know dropped off or something maybe they turn that into voidable years again that's you know that's the the process that they're playing right now because of the pandemic and you know the cap hit or the salary cap that is very low and compared to other years. So this is what they have to do. Uh, they have to be creative, and you're seeing all pretty much all teams do that. Unless you're the Patriots right now, I mean they're just spending money like it's candy. Um, so you know, and you have these other teams that you know. It, it's funny and. And just looking at contracts, I'll just bring this one up. You know, Shaq's getting four years, 60, 68 million uh, with a, well, with a chance to make 72 oh. million. Um, and then you look at Leonard Floyd, who got four years, 64 million, and he doesn't have nowhere near the production as Shaq. It's just, it, it's funny to, to see those kind of numbers happen. It's staying home for somewhat of a discount, I would assume. I mean, they literally let the market play out itself. Mm-hmm. Leonard Floyd is getting that much money. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but again, it depends on how they structure it. I don't know. You know, you don't know what the, the cap hits are, but it's just funny to see. And then, you know, like Ngakwe got, I think, a two year, $26 million deal. Um, it, it'll just be interesting to see how the, the rest of the free agency shapes up, but still a lot of very good players out there. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see who makes it into like the phase two of free agency. A lot of, a lot of, uh, moves right now are all the big guys, you know, big names are getting, getting paid. 
Yeah. So someone asked, where is it? Bud Campbell said, how much did Gronk make last year? Gronk made 10 million, same, same amount. That he's going to potentially make this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you saw how Greg, Greg Elliman said, here it is. We'll bring it up one more time. Pretty much Gronk's making 4.8 million base salary. And he has a chance at making 10 million with incentives and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Big yeah. He, he he got a he got a four million signing bonus. And that's what you know people are forgetting. Like now we're we're adding signing bonuses to our contracts, and that's something we haven't done before. Um, but it's prorated over like the next you know five years. So that's you know, that's where like the cap savings come into account. And the other big thing is right now we have 3.6 million available to spend. So well, you cut Cameron Brait and you sign Sue for the, the remainder and you're good to go. And then you find a way to get Sucko back. And what is Sue's face looking like right now? This is it right here. You better sign me back, boy. <laughs> I'll get you. No. <laughs> so that's how you got to kind of look at it. They're balancing a lot of checkbooks right now. Mm. It is crazy how how good they're doing this, but – Let's be honest. It's not like the Bucks are the only ones doing this. We're making it seem like the Buccaneers are magicians and they're the, yeah. They're making the rest of the team look like their pants are down or something like that. They're doing well because a lot mm-hmm. of team guys want to stay on the team and stay on this going for two pretty much roster. So it's helping in a way. I mean, Levante's was the most team friendly contract I've ever seen. Like that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. But I would I was hoping Gronk would do something like that. But I mean, still the way he signed it, now it looks like it. And outsourced it. Ten million doesn't look like it. Then you see how much he is actually getting. It looks team friendly, <laughs> right? Right. And, and people forget. I mean, a lot of teams have been doing this kind of stuff for a while. I mean, this isn't anything new. The Bucks are creating. I think, yeah, the voidable years were just like hearing about it, but this stuff has been going on. Um, you know, the signing bonuses and prorate. You know how you how you get the cap lower. I mean, the Saints been doing it for years. The problem is they just didn't win. And now, you know, now they're in trouble. So, but yeah, a lot of teams across the league do these kind of things. Um, so, but yeah, the Bucks, you know, usually they're known for just guaranteeing, you know, the contract up front two years and then they're done with it. Um, so they can make cuts afterwards or what have you. It gives them more flexibility. But again, they're, I think they're still in a great spot because, you know, the cap space is going to go up each year as we go forward because, you know, TV deal and, you know, NFL getting their money back because of the pandemic. So we should still be in pretty good shape. Yeah. So, I mean, even looking for next year, if you, those people want to look that far ahead, oh, because mm-hmm. we put ourselves in the Saints situation. Look how quickly the Saints got out of that situation in the first place. And then also look at the one-year deals that you are getting. Gronk's 10 million will be off the books. Sue, if we do sign him back, will likely be another one-year deal. I mean, some of these contracts yes yeah, some are going to be going up but some are just going to be off the books like 20 million oh here you go that's probably what sue's going to get around something eight to ten million let's just be honest yeah but we keep yeah. going on if you guys are in the chat make sure to hit that like button down below help us out help support the channel we're trying to bring you the, the most we can for bucks content hope you're liking it if you do just give us that little thumbs up proving it mm-hmm. but uh keep going on what we're going to say about the contracts and 12 and like next year yeah, no, I, I just think we'll be in a good position because, you know, the cap space is going to go up um, and you're going to have, you know, flexibility to to rework, you know, more contracts and, you know, push money down the road if you want to. So uh, I, I think the Bucks are going to be just fine. But, you know, the exciting part is, I mean, we're bringing our team back and, and that's, you know, that's what matters. And, you know, obviously they're doing what they said. And I, I think that's how you build a team. You resign your own, you draft and then you develop. And, you know, that's what this process is, is all about. And, and, you know, just adding guys like Shaq Barrett and Levante and Chris Godwin and um, Gronk back as well. I mean, that that's huge because now it just opens up your draft capabilities, um, you know, going forward. You don't really have to pick an edge rusher at pick 32, even though, you know, that might be the best option. But it, again, it's it's just nice knowing that you have your two starting edge rushers back for this season. I um, mean, you don't have to force, you know, position. Obviously now we hope and Dominican Sue comes back and that makes us even stronger. And then you don't really have to force a defensive tackle uh, pick, you know, as well. Yeah. I mean, so this does make the draft look extra tasty. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you just said, if so, Sue comes back too. I mean, either way, I don't think there's a defensive tackle worthy 
for that 32nd pick. I mean, either a lot of people want Barmore, but yeah, I just don't see the fit. We've, we've discussed that. We'll talk more about it as the draft gets closer. But, I mean, I think you just go best player available, and that may be one of those running backs. We'll see. But yeah. perfect position. Hell, I wouldn't mind an offensive lineman. We'll see. But let's keep going in the chat. Let's see some of these questions. Mm-hmm. Where is he at? There he is. This is a little down the road, but Matty SOP said, Bucks yeah. win division. Who is their biggest threat for the division? Who would you say? Oh, that? man. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little early. I would say, you know, we are the favorites, obviously, because we just won the Super Bowl. I would, I would give us a, an edge there. Uh, I think the Saints are going to be different. You look at the Falcons and the Panthers. Again, it remains to be seen, you know, how, what else they do with their teams. You know, I know the Panthers signed some offensive linemen uh, today, but it looked like they overpaid for said offensive linemen. I don't know how much quality they're going to get from um, Pat Elfline. And they also signed, I think, who's the tackle from Dallas, uh, Cam uh, Irving. They signed him to a contract. So I don't know about those guys again, you know, decent, maybe decent starters, but really no upgrades there. And they kind of overpaid as well. Um, so, I mean, it just, it remains to be seen on the division, but I would say the Bucks definitely uh, talent wise, they should be the favorite. Absolutely. I mean, that's no question. I, mean, I think just to answer the question, who's their biggest threat, maybe the Falcons because new head coach, you don't know what to expect. I think they have the they have the next they have the next best quarterback, yeah. uh, Matt Ryan, and you know the Saints. We don't know it's up up in the air with you know Taysom Hill and Jameis, and then you have Teddy Bridgewater who they're trying to replace. So you know, just uh, what if he goes back to the Saints? <laughs> that, because they, they trade they trade up for a quarterback or something. I don't know. That would be funny. That would be uh, funny. Well, let's keep going down the line. So yeah, suck up and sue. They that's the next two that are priorities mm-hmm. Even over AB. Because I know Bud Campbell's not looking at it like AB coming back, though. Unless he's want, willing to take the contract that he was getting this year, mm-hmm. back. I mean, he deserves more, just, let's be honest. It was more of a, let me prove it to the team or to the rest of the league that I can actually not get in trouble. So mm-hmm. a lot of people say he wants to stay with Brady. You never know. What's your two cents on that? Uh, Antonio Brown, I mean, it's... Uh... It would be interesting if he comes back. I know he wants to. Uh, I think he he's still training with um, Alex Guerrero right now, the TB12 guy. So, I mean, he's down here working. So, you you know there's interest. You know, obviously Tom Brady's his best option, um, you know, to continue to have success and continue to have a decent career. Uh, and he's made his money. So, yeah, I mean, if they can make it work, I don't see why not. It wouldn't hurt. Right. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and to the question, of, I think by Buddy Dean above, let me pull it up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one right there. So yeah, they have some other ways they can create uh, space. They don't necessarily have to cut Cam Brait, but it looks likely that they're going to do so. Um, they can restructure some deals. Obviously Donovan Smith, they can restructure Chris Godwin's deal as well, you know, sign him to a long-term deal and cut his cap number in half uh, for this year and, and just extend long-term Ali Marpet, you know, can save you money. Uh, Ryan Jensen as well, if they want to extend him. So they got some options for sure to create some cap space. And I, I think that's probably what they're working on right now because they know uh, they're trying to bring back other guys and as well as look as potential free agents that may be available. Um, I know a lot of people talked about James White, um, you know, so we just have to wait and see, you know, what they're going to do there. But I think they'll probably attack free agency once we get closer to the draft season and, and really see where their money lies. Here's a crazy shot in the dark. Okay, so we yeah, everyone's going to look at the top high spenders, gainers up here, Donovan Smith, JPP, see if they could restructure doing those voidable year contracts, right? Maybe put this down to like six and then four, <laughs> add three more years behind it. You know, he probably won't play that long just to help the team out. Here's a shot in the dark, though. Say we go a long-term contract in OJ. I know, I know people want to say he, he always gets hurt, blah, blah, blah. What if you give OJ like a five-year deal and put the mm. first year like three million or four million or three, whatever? Yeah. In the signing bonus and just tack it on later. Because yeah, right now he's impossible. that high of a uh I guess a case to get a crap ton of money. Mm-hmm. So why not just like I just said, instead of selling low, 
you're you're buying low because you're like, oh, this guy has massive potential. Why not just give him a longer term contract right now, cheapen it up for this one year, but with a signing bonus and say, okay, OJ, we really like what we saw, even though you keep getting hurt. Mm. Go train with Tom Brady so you don't get hurt no more. Gronk, look what he did, came back. Go ahead and fix yourself up and let's get you ready for the long haul. Because, I mean, once Gronk leaves, probably when Brady leaves, mm-hmm. we're kind of bare at the quarterback and tight end position. I don't really have a proven guy. Yeah. And Brady, like we were just talking about, may be gone. Mm-hmm. We don't want to see him gone, but it's looking more likely the more contracts have to be signed. What's, what's yeah. your take on that? No, I think that's a possibility. I mean, you could you could do something where you give OJ Howard, you know, an option year for next year and you know, give him some money um maybe up front and then you know lower his cap hit somehow. Um yeah, I mean that's that's an option. Again, I I think you you go into the season. I mean, even if OJ has a great year this year, most likely you you're you as a team, you're gonna say, okay, prove it again for a second year in a row. Maybe you don't have to sign them to you know that much as far as contract value, but I, I'm open to it. I think the Bucks are looking at all options, but you know, ideally, they they know where they have to be. They have to restructure some deals, and it's going to take place. And you know, just see see what happens. Obviously, they're focused on re-signing their own, and they still have till Wednesday to be under that cap you know uh, space number as far as uh, the max. So they can definitely go over and then get back under if they if they need to. Touche. But then, yeah, there are guys down lower that are going to be coming up on contracts, which. Yeah, they have a lot of big, uh, big guys for next year that, you know, might come back. Maybe not. I don't know. You know, obviously, Carlton Davis, that's a big one right there. They they want to sign back. Um, you look at, you know, maybe Jordan, Jordan Whitehead. Rojo. Rojo, maybe. You, you look at, um, you know, Alex Kappa. So there's quite a few. You know, obviously, Donovan Smith, you don't. Does he come back? You know, Ryan Jensen, you know, do you, he return? JPP, does he play another season? So, well, if we win a second, maybe he's like, three yeah. people did it. <laughs> I did the hand kind of. <laughs> uh, that's messed up. But okay, that's mm-hmm. cool. So, let's go on a, a happy note. Mm-hmm. says, How's the baby, Mark? The baby's doing fantastic. He's chubby, he's big. He's growing. He's right above the curve. He's like 75 percentile. He's doing awesome. He's been literally the Bucks' good luck charm or good luck charm. Nothing but smiles. Love the dude. And it's Braden. It's not just because of Brady. Mm-hmm. Middle name is Anthony. It's not just because of Bruce Arians. <laughs> but <laughs> the boy's doing really, really good. Thank you for asking. Uh, let's keep going on. Oh, this Here's a question we, we addressed last week. Quan Ali said, Joe McCoy mm-hmm. wanted to come back for cheap. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I, I just, I don't see it as a fit personally, but if he does come back, uh, awesome. If not, you know, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I just, I don't feel he's a, a fit. I love the guy. I think he's an awesome dude, but just don't see it returning. Oh, here's, here's one. Oh, Kukua. Now we got to address it. My man, Bob, what's up, amigos? Thanks for keeping the grind going. You know, we're gonna do this, my friend. You know that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called obsess much. That's a, <laughs> literally if something pops up, it's life get me out of here doing all this film study. It, it's 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 an addiction, <laughs> but it's, it's a good addiction, okay? It's a mm-hmm. fun staying out of trouble addiction, and she loves it. She, she does. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. You're always, always there. Thank you for always showing up over here in the live stream as well. Appreciate uh, it. But here is where was the other one? So this actually brings me to this point here. So Tom said, Canaan Fire Podcast sends their regards. Awesome. Speaking of, so there's this little thing going on in the Twitterverse. So if you guys are on Twitter, help us out. There's this little, I guess, Nick Citro from Bucks Report put out this little, I guess, what, what did you call this? Like the March Madness? March, yeah, March nat- Madness bracket between... I guess, you know, Bucks creator content and like, you know, you have your Bucks media people as well. Well, we're so, down right now. Yeah, we need a lot of help. We need a lot of votes. So we need, we need help, a, guys. <laughs> we <laughs> need to come. Yeah. So everyone go vote for us. Yeah. Go vote for us. You know, spread the word, you know, because we want it. We want to beat PewterCast. Uh, Can- yeah. Shout out to Cannon Fire Podcast. Again, that was a great matchup. 
Um, they do great work. So shout out to them. Shout out to Bucks Report. Uh, all do great stuff. Yeah, but just help us out if you're if you're there. Give us a like do, on the video right now, and then go over to Twitter. Follow if you haven't even followed us on Twitter, and then go vote for us, please. Thank you always. Oh, we got another Chris Britt. You know what, Chris? Thank you oh, very much. I've seen you in on YouTube writing comments a lot too. So thank you very, very much. Ask some questions here, my man. Let's get it. Let's mm-hmm. keep going. But thank you very much. We're always very appreciative of all this stuff, guys. I mean, I know it's off season. It's more like what the heck is there to talk about? It's football season. It's mm-hmm. 24-7, especially for us. We're trying to bring our addiction over to you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. But thank you again, Chris. Uh, so we talked about the old Twitterverse thing, but there was more questions over here. Oh, Nehemiah said, are we happy that Breeze retired? Let me take that one first, actually. Am I happy? Not necessarily because, yeah, you're losing one of the best players to ever play the game. It's It was cool to see him just light it up. Insane numbers year after year after year. And the fact that the guy that small can do it that consistently. Cool to see. When he play us, hell yeah, I didn't want to see him. I wanted him hurt. I wanted to stop getting these dumb flags where if you touched him, it was a flag. Or you whine to the ref. Oh, it's going to be a flag on us. I hated seeing that. Do I hate seeing him go? Yes. Am I happy he's leaving? Sure. So <laughs> that's a double standard kind of answer, but that's my answer. That's what I'm going with. Plus, what do you feel? Yeah, kind of in the same boat. You know, I I respect Drew Brees a ton. I think he's just he's a Hall of Famer, uh, great competitor. So from that aspect, I'm going to miss going up against him because it was just fun watching him play. Uh, and also Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. That was it's always a fun matchup. So. Yeah, I mean, obviously Saints fans are going to miss him. I mean, that's a tough blow. I mean, losing is basically a legend. So happy for him, though, at the same time, because he gets to be, you know, with his kids and, you know, onto his new adventure. He's going to be, you know, on NBC. So we'll see his face probably, you know, a lot still. Um, He's going to be, you know, on TV covering, you know, games and stuff like that. So that's pretty awesome. So, yeah, we're always going to see him. But I guess our last thought of him is him looking back, knowing that he's going to go retire because the Bucks just stomped it. Didn't really stomp his butt, but they beat him, sent him off. And the end of the story was Buccaneers are 2021 champions. Yeah, I hope Mike Edwards kept that football. He caught the last pass by Drew Brees, so hopefully he has that hanging up somewhere. Thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's keep on rolling down. Tom again. Any draft prospects that we can use to upgrade the kick punt returner position? Oh man, great, great question. Um, I know there's guys out there. <laughs> I just, I just don't know of any to name. I mean, I know Mark taught, uh, told me um, what's the guy's name, Anthony Schwartz from Auburn. He's like super fast. I don't know if he returns kicks or not, but that guy's a uh, like four two easy speed guy. Um, but as far as returners, just to name, I, I don't know. I mean, that's a great question though. I'll definitely look into it. I know we could use an upgrade for sure. I'm trying to think of guy. I mean, I mean, Kenneth Gainwell, can he, can he do it? That's what I was thinking, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Return many. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that we're actually going to have to look up. Good question. Actually. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure there's guys. They're just not popping in my head right now. I mean, Gronk and Jack Barrett coming back kind of eliminate yeah. a lot of the draft stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll start looking into those and probably evaluate some of them for the coming weeks because it's coming up fast. I mean, it's already March fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're under under fifty days away. So it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Campfire Podcast sent me Ben Leeper. Well, congrats and welcome aboard. Uh, yeah. Come on, enjoy the show. Hope you're hope we're giving you good enough content to give us a like button. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we we try. Uh, Christopher, yeah, he said, you guys do a great work. Keep it up. We're trying. We're trying. Yep, yep definitely. Always trying to improve. All right, so let's keep going. Oh, actually, Guru Kawab says, by the way, gang, just call me Braden. Okay, will do. That's so, much easier. Oh, <laughs> Braden, I, I better not forget that name either. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, oh, Tom, no. We should definitely use a wild card and pick the best kicker with. 
I'm hoping <laughs> sarcasm, Tom. I'm truly hoping that's sarcasm. I, I mean, the Bucks just did work out the best, or they had an interview with the best kicker that's available in this year's draft, and Evan McPherson from Florida. So I thought you didn't lose something with that. What did you do? You like put the eyeballs or something? Yeah, I was like, oh boy, here we go. You know, Jason Light, Jason Light with his uh, you know obsession with getting that kicker pick correct. Seems like he's trying to fix that mistake. No, but just sign suck up back. You're good. Okay. <laughs> you found a proven thing and suck up. I guarantee you, he wants to come back. Bring him back. Plus, is that a Guinness you drinking? Yeah, I'm going you dark. Going right? <laughs> Guinness draught stuff. Wow. Very good. I got another one right here that I'm about to open up. Wrong, man. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love it. I haven't had a Guinness in whew, since like tastes, nine years. It tastes great. It tastes great. <laughs> <laughs> After a day today, I guarantee it tastes even better. Hey, hey Guinness, be sure to uh, to sponsor us. Yeah, we need we need it. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> because we're celebrating victory after victory. But mm-hmm. let's get, hey, you know what? I want to actually say this. A couple a couple other points before we keep going on. Actually, before I go on my tangent, Cannon Fire Podcast is in the in the chat. He said, "If yeah. we had to be the first round exit, I'm happy it was to RBT." Appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Whoever it is, or whether it's Rhett, Evan, you guys do amazing. I've literally, because Evan is so awesome, I went back and even watched multiple of your shows because of that. I was like, oh, let me let me get another recap what's going on from a different perspective. Because I'm short on time, but hell, if I respect a guy, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out even more. So thank you guys for that. And now I got to go on a tangent. Okay. Talking about beers, winning. I honestly think, call, shot in the dark right now, how close do you think of a pos- possibility or a probability is it Bucks go 16-0 next year? Uh, if the band is back together. Oh, no, I would say 0%. 0%? Yeah. Even a 1? No, yeah. I don't think it would go 16-0. It, it, 17-0. It, it's the Bucks we're talking about. <laughs> on one way, right? Yeah. I mean, we have the Bears games always. I just was about to say that. <laughs> Well, I mean, to me, realistically, the offense could literally carry the defense this time. And the defense is still, if it's fully back and only improves, say Devin White even takes a, a step further in his maturation and learns how to drop back and cover like the way he was doing against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl mm. on a consistent basis. Holy hell. Holy hell. Yeah. And if Light drafts two starters again, maybe an edge rusher and a run stuffer, we solidify it even more. Holy. I, I just. I just want to touch on that really quick because yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. I think offensively we should be much better. I mean, Tom even says that he's like, we were we weren't supposed to be this good in 2020. <laughs> you know, it's like 2021 is supposed to be our year. That was the year to win it all. Um, you know, last year we were just supposed to get a taste of it and, and maybe get you know knocked out somewhere. Once it yeah, lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, once they hit the lips, it tastes so damn good. But uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, definitely they're talented. They're going to be better, I think, um, you know, just because of chemistry, you know, workouts in the offseason, our rookies are going to be better than they were last year. You know, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, uh, Khalil Davis, all these guys that didn't get work last offseason are going to progress. Devin White, you know, he didn't get the work he needed. So all our young players, the corners, the safeties, et cetera, uh, it's going to be beneficial if we do have workouts where, you know, these guys can get with the coaches um, like a normal off season and, and maybe we have a preseason as well. So that will be even a more of a bonus, but I, I will say this, I say minimum 12 wins. I think that's definitely doable. I'll put that at 96%. Damn. Okay. <laughs> but again, you, you need luck too. You, you, you need luck too. You got to stay healthy. You know, all those things factor in. Um, but I was, what? Cause just imagine that. Yet in other accolade to put next to Tom. Tom Brady did the 16 and 0 already before, and the only other guy to do it, but he didn't win the whole thing, didn't go all the way to the Super Bowl and win it. Imagine mm-hmm. he's like, you know what? That's what I want. I want one more thing to solidify eight championships, which no one will probably ever get. Undefeated season, which has only been done by one team ever, mm-hmm. like throughout the whole yeah. season Dolphins. Playoffs, Super Bowl, yeah. Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I want to be that team. Yeah. What if he's like, you know, I don't want there to be any doubt in my <sighs> mind or anyone else's mind. I'm the best. I'm the greatest. Mm-hmm. Go. I don't give a crap who you think you are, what sport you are. I'm it. 
Yeah, I mean that would be awesome to see. I I, I think again, I, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Tom Brady and company. But I'll say this: if they stay healthy, I, I think twelve wins is pretty much a guarantee, especially with the schedule that they have. You know, you're facing, I believe, the NFC East and the AFC East, um, plus your division, and you know, obviously the seventeenth game if there is one, and then you know, so. I think it's definitely possible. Yeah, I agree with what Ken Barrett's saying right here at the bottom. I, I think 11 to 13 wins is definitely a strong possibility. So now they're going 16 0. Hopefully, this year we rest guys like defensive linemen and edges more so they yeah. are fresh into the postseason. So, I mean, that's that's just it. Like, I agree. Like, mm-hmm. going to the postseason, hopefully, we can rest guys. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the draft, right? We have to draft in the trenches. You know, it's time to draft defensive line, edge rushers, offensive line, et cetera. Um, you know, it, will that still occur, even though with the guys we're bringing back? Um, you know, I hope, I hope that's the case because it's really not a strong year for defensive players um, in this draft. Uh, offense is really strong, and I just hope they don't get tempted to draft offense early. Hopefully they go defense and, and take the best of that bunch uh, to really help their team. Well, if it's a crapshoot, I don't want to take the. I know yeah. it's about it's about gaining value, right? So, yeah. you know, well, that's what Jason say that, and then yeah. Devil at five, <laughs> literally the best value and best pick possible at that best. Right. Best for this our scheme. That's what it should be. Mm-hmm. Best for your scheme, highest pro- like yeah. priority for that scheme. Yeah. He was one hell of a priority. Oh yeah, and I, I I saw a tweet earlier today. I think it was by one of the pro football focus people they're like you use free agency for you know filling needs and then you use the draft for getting value and i agree with that i think that's that's what you have to do and you know it's going to be fun just watching this draft now knowing that we don't really have you don't see a gaping hole right now on this team that was like that last year too yeah there was no and we got tristan worse which worked out beautiful that was the gaping hole right tackle yeah, and we really didn't need to draft one that early. I mean, you had Joe Hague, which would have been serviceable, but again, they wanted to find the best player, and they did that in Tristan Worse. Where the need met the value. The value in the draft. Right. Perfect. I mean, literally, he could have been a top five pick he based could've. on how he played last year. But I'm only entertaining that idea because it's off-season talk. It's something where this whole team's coming back together. Look at the run they just went on at the end of the season. Just – tickling the brain a little bit like get you guys thinking what if like yeah. say say we are that deep into the playoff run mm. like 11 13 win team say we're 11 and 0 12 and 0 13 and 0 would you try and keep them on there and go for it or not uh i mean i'm always like you continue to play because it's working um you don't you don't try to mess up the flow you don't try to mess up the rhythm if the rhythm is working and it's going you keep playing. Um, and you know, usually if you do that, that, that usually prevents injuries because guys are just thinking about playing football. They're not worried about, you know, what's going on, you know, outside noise and all that. Uh, so yeah, I would, I would just continue to play them, but I mean, it, it's really fun to think about because you look at the offense and you look at what Byron Leftwich learned and how he adjusted. And you got to think that's going to be the way going forward of how they call the game and, how they use two tight end personnel and how they use play action down the stretch, stuff like that. So you got to think knowing that, and then with Tom Brady knowing how to play with these guys now, uh, yeah, it's definitely scary possibilities of what it could be. And, you know, really easy to score 35 points a game. So easy. And then like you just said, yeah. it didn't have a good off season or preseason. Imagine Antoine Winfield taking another step forward. I mean, yeah or Edwards getting even more playing time. Like the, this is insane. SMB didn't really have that great of a preseason into a second season. And these guys can take such huge step forward. Oh, it's, it's, it's very, very much possible. I mm-hmm. would say. Not probable at all. Like anytime you think of undefeated, that's damn hard to do. Any, like you said, any little slip up could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Any day that all the cliches you can use. Mm-hmm. This is off-season talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get more into the questions over here. Uh, guys, I was just throwing it out there. Don't, don't <laughs> We got them all riled up. We're like, oh, 16-0, and 0, here we come. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's, it's going to happen. Stink approval. Like, I'm just saying what if. Okay, guys. Yeah. 
I know, I know. That's uh, just awesome. So tight end room questionable, but cannabis. Mm. What do you mean by that? Questionable as in not enough talent in there, or there's too much talent in there? Follow up on that question. So I want to do one other rant mm-hmm. off season, and we have the time. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the big boy in the room. Okay. Over here, Donovan Smith. I mentioned his name again because how bad was he getting crap talked? Oh yeah. All last year. Yeah. And you go you go back to, to 2018. And I think we I don't know, was it 2018 mark or was it 2019? I think it was mainly 2019 where we were really defending him. Oh yeah, because we put out that video of Donovan Smith. Or was that last year? Yeah, we put the video out of Donovan Smith breaking down his tape and like and someone goes, Oh, that didn't mature well, or they <laughs> we ended up being correct. I mean, like the dude is a solid left tackle. I mean, he does his job. Again, it's not pretty. He doesn't have the best technique, no. But what he does is he's available. He's out there every game playing through injuries. And, he, I mean, he makes it happen. And you can't tell me he wasn't really good down the stretch last season. And I say that because of one reason, and it's this one right here. Comparable to this guy, Donald Penn, former Buccaneer mm-hmm. back in the day. Dude looks so sloppy. Like, I'm verbatim saying he looks sloppy. I mean, even here, it's like mm-hmm. skinny legs, massive upper half, probably had shorter arms, undrafted guy. People were like, hey, no chance. Mm-hmm. Hell, this guy, this guy makes it. But guess what? He was consistent. He did the job he had to do. He got contract after contract, stayed in the league, mm-hmm. played at a high level. I mean, I think Donovan Smith is comparable to him. Like, just he doesn't make it look pretty. Tristan Wirfs looks so organized, athletic, yeah, functional movement. Great. You look at Donovan Smith, Donnie, and you're like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like, is he prepared? Like, hype? Like, <laughs> like, he didn't even know what the hell happened. Like, so yes, he has moments like that, but I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer. I'm, like, people expect like a Hall of Famer or an All Pro at every position. Mm-hmm. Donovan Smith did good enough, especially the whole playoff run. You didn't hear crap about left tackle messing up. He plays better as the year goes on. I don't know why at the beginning of the year he just is so bad. And then sometimes he's going against the best player on defense every every game. Oh yeah. So yeah. and that better. that doesn't yeah, that doesn't get talked about enough. Like he's going up against the best matchup, um, you know, the best player uh, on the other team. And um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, again, he's gonna have his moments of inconsistency, but again, we're talking about one to maybe three plays a game out of a total of, you know, 70 plays on, on yeah. offense. That's, that's pretty consistent. That's pretty good. You know, we look at all the left tackles in the league. I bet you what, some of them do get beat, <laughs> you yeah. know, and it, it happens. Um, so I, I think the main thing that he's really cleaned up, it's been the penalties, you know, that's really where, that's where the frustration came in. We always see like these multiple penalties. It was like three, four in a row. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I, I think that's where he's really improved. And I, you know, he's matured and he's definitely, I think a future, you know, going forward, he's our left tackle until we draft his replacements, which could happen this year. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, yeah. Samuel, also- Co- Samuel Cosme. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Texas head tackle. Check yeah. him out, guys. There may be a video on him later. You never know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I give like credit to Donovan or Donald Penn as well. And that's kind of why I brought up that yeah. argument. Yeah, Donald he was Penn, a heck of a player. Right? Hell of a player here. Literally the lowest chance of making the roster. And he does it and has continued on. Great career. I mean, give homage to him. Awesome. But Donovan Smith. You deserve your credit. Guys, if you haven't seen our video of him or review, it's like one of our first videos from when we first started the channel. Go check that out. Just look up Real Bucks Talk, Donovan Smith. Probably <laughs> not many people do left tackle videos. We do a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But check check him out. Uh, so Tom said Tevin Jenkins talking oh, about tackles. Yeah, physical. Physical. And Man. yeah, he's he's a brute. <laughs> He, uh, he likes to push people around, especially Joseph Osai. He loves pushing that guy around, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, um, uh, he's definitely on the docket. I, I think we'll do a review of him. So, 
uh, very good prospect. I, I think he's one of the top tackles in this class for sure. Um, especially after, you know, you get after the top couple, you know, you have Pene Sewell and then you have Slater, um, Dart, what's the name? Darisaw, I think is another one. Uh, Samuel Cos, Cosme, we really like. Um, and then, yeah, Tevin Jenkins is right in that mix. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I don't think he lasts to 32. I think someone picks him up, but really good player. Teams don't draft smart. They usually go based off of, holy crap, we're on the clock. Mm-hmm. Some teams traditionally do well. Some teams just panic. I don't <laughs> What can you say? Uh, this is a good question. John mm-hmm. Robian, I think, said, how do you see Miller developing in the offense? We know he can burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. He's very fast. Um, yeah, I, I like Scotty's path. I, I like his um, his role so far. Obviously, you know, he's that big time playmaker. He's he always seems to be that guy that makes that big catch when we need it. Um, so I really like his role expanding. Hopefully, um, it really depends. Like you know, if they do bring back uh, Antonio Brown, and but I, I really like Scotty as a number three receiver, and really like how they utilize him on the outside. It just allows different matchups because really you don't have to put him in the slot. You can put him outside and Mike Evans or Chris Godwin goes inside and it just creates various matchups. And Tom is going to be on another level with Scotty Miller this year because of the work they're going to put in. So that'll be fun to watch. I'm, you, you, don't, you haven't seen anything with Scotty Miller yet. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. I mean, yeah, he's just beginning. Yeah, You saw the potential and then AB came in. So that's a lot, a lot of, the argument that people say don't sign back AB because you're stunting the potential growth of Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, right? The guys we're drafting, like they say, like keep growing within your own team and then find little needs through free agency. Don't address the big things. But hmm. hell, you got AB, one of the top five receivers in the game at that point, for nothing for pennies. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard not to do. But I mean, Scotty. He'll have his day. Don't worry. He's still very, very young. And in this offense, BA loves it. So he'll get his shots. Uh, so Buttercup Cannibalist was expanding on his point about tight end room. He said Gronk and OJ are definites and both are injury prone a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, you got to deal with that regardless. Pretty much every position, some, some player has some type of injury history. I mean, just got to hope for the best, man. You got to hope that their training's good and, you know, it works out this year that they don't get hurt. And I think OJ, it's time for OJ. I mean, OJ's had so much bad luck with injuries. It's time he stays healthy for a full season. And uh, it kind of reminds me of Joe McCoy. I mean, he tears his bicep twice in a row and it's like, come on, man. So, yeah, I think OJ, he was, it, it's his time. You know, he was so close to breaking out last year and then just, freak accident happens again it's like why does this keep happening so yeah hopefully that stays away this year well some of those other years it seemed like they just sat him because there was no shot and winning yeah we were losing it's like yeah why play him so i think that's kind of what it was this one yeah (laughs) tore achilles tore achilles you're you're not going back out there oh let me rub some dirt on it and i'll be back in three weeks now so that that was a big fall but i agree with you oj and Gronk, if they're splitting it, I think they should be fine. I mean, Gronk played a whole year without injury. Yeah, he had his little shoulder thing early in the year, but mm-hmm. he keep him out of a game. Still played every game. Yeah. Great. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I still think even if both those guys get hurt, you don't really need them. You're looking at your receivers first. Yeah. yeah you're a big guy in the, in, the, in the back of the end zone, but Tom Brady has shown he can do it with lesser players. Scott Chandler. Mm-hmm. uh well, I mean, Ben Watson's pretty damn good, but literally, when he wasn't Gronk, he wasn't OJ. Mm-hmm. But he's done it with other guys. I mean, yeah. I mean, and who knows? Maybe they draft a tight end in the later rounds this year. You know, you just never know. It's either way. We still got loaded. Tanner Hudson. Yeah, you still have. Hudson. Yeah, they have guys on the you know practice squad, and you know, so we just have just have to see how it plays out. But I'm confident in that position. Um, you know, I, I like. You know, I like what Gronk brings you again. If if they want, they'll most likely have another offensive lineman that can play the um, uh, crap. What's his name? Uh, Joe Joe Hague's uh, role um, because he might not be back with us. So 
you know, maybe they bring in another guy, uh, whether it's a rookie or whoever, you know, you have an extra tight end right there. So that's true. Another point you made with signing back Gronk to that 10 million and like justifying the cost. Mm-hmm. He, he's like another left tackle, right? He is. I mean, he blocks. I mean, and that's another reason why Donovan had a really good year because Gronk helped him quite a bit. I mean, not saying that's the only reason, but I'm just saying he had help on that side. I mean, Gronk really can take on defensive ends like it's nothing. And you can have Donovan Smith help out, you know, on, on other people and, and really create space that way. So, yeah, it's it's having an extra blocker like that. It's really important. And OJ was getting to that level. Like he was getting to that level. He's blocking a lot better this season before the injury. Um, people forget that Gronk was the backup. He wasn't starting. So, um, you know, it just it's going to be really interesting to see if those two are healthy. I mean, we can really see the old Gronk and, you know, RIP uh, Hernandez, you know, kind of combo. Scary. Scary. Yeah. Scary. Uh, but <laughs> Tom, if Tom Brady did it with Mike Vrabel, he can use whoever he wants. <laughs> Touche. Two <laughs> more. Last one here. Uh, the baby's calling. Uh, Quan Ali says, how do you feel about if we, if we was to get Adrian Peterson and Patrick Peterson, the Peterson, uh, what would you, so, what your two cents on those two? Uh, simple. No, it's, it's not, gonna, <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm sorry, man. Sorry to burst your bubble, but yeah, it's a, it's a no for me. And uh, we're going to move on to, to other things. Yeah, I agree. Adrian Peterson is one trick pony. He's not really going to catch the ball. I know he wants to come here, but a lot of team, a lot of players want to come here too. I mean, we get to sift through what we want. And if, AP wants to be here. I don't know if we want him. And Patrick Peterson, a guarantee, wants to meet again with Tom Bowles, BA. I mean, where where does he fit? I, mean, yeah. I know I was say, you, can have, you can have too many corners, but still, like he's lost a step too. I mean, he can't really play man coverage like he used to. Um, he's just not as fast. And well, and some people would be like, look at Rich Sherman, he's still going. Yeah, that's true. All of an athlete. And so. Maybe, I mean, maybe he just wasn't motivated with Arizona, you know, because of what they've been going through. But maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe what they were asking him to do is can't sometimes it's not all player. I mean, that's true. A lot of it's scheme. What were they being asked to do? What they asked to do in college may have been to- totally different in the NFL. Yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm best at, and you're forcing me to do something else. So I don't know. Well, that is a that's a wild card. If he ever even wanted to come here, He'd have to take way less, and then where the hell does he fit? Because we have yeah. guys really to coming into their own. Yeah, he's he, pretty much playing the fourth cornerback role, and I don't think he's going to do. Yeah, he's not going to want to play that, you know. So I just don't see it as a fit. I would love him as you know being that veteran mentor type role guy, but I'm sure he wants to play football still. Absolutely, yep. like a top two corner at least, or bring himself back to to shut down corner. Guy doesn't go from that right. confidence. So, oh, I'll be a fourth, maybe kickoff return. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. Other than that, guys, thank you as always for all the, the comments in the chat, all the opinions, all the, the takes. Thanks for joining us for another awesome day as a Buccaneer fan. I mean, all these guys coming back, wanting to run it back. It's a good day to be a Buccaneer. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy yourself. Like Plus is drinking his Guinness. Yeah. And thank you guys for the Trooper Chats. Awesome, as always. And Plus, I'll let you send it out. Yeah, what Mark said, go Bucks. I'm very happy. We should all be happy. It's a great day. So stay tuned for more Buccaneers news, as I'm sure there's going to be more happening. I'm actually going to go check the feeds right now, uh, <laughs> see what's going on. But uh, yeah, everyone have a great night and go Bucks. We'll be back very soon with more content. Go Bucks, baby. <laughs>